Well, hey everybody, uh, welcome to Group Week. Uh, my name is John, uh, and what we wanna do on these weeks is that we believe that the best way for you to live is the way of Jesus, to love Jesus, to love each other, and love the world. And we think that what you're doing right now is one of the best ways to help you actually live that out. Uh, what we do when we come together uh, for our live Sunday services, which we do twice a month, we think that's a really helpful tool. Um, but you being together with a group of people and discussing and asking questions and just kind of going through the whole process is one of the best ways to help you grow. So way to go you for taking the time to be a part of a group today. Uh, and so in a second, we're gonna talk about a text, but before we do that, Part of the way of living the way of Jesus is living in deep relationships with other people. So we want you to take a few minutes to better get to know the people that you're sitting around and for them to get to know you. And so to do that, we want to discuss three questions. Uh, first question, uh, share what you're grateful for. Uh, what has been going on the last couple days that, and you were just thankful for it. Uh, uh, secondly, uh, what's something that maybe from the last few days or maybe as you're looking forward to the next couple days, what's something that's just been really challenging? Uh, what's something that maybe you're pretty stressed uh, about? Go ahead and share that if you would with the people around you. Uh, and then lastly, take a few minutes to share uh, what we talked about two weeks ago. Uh, what'd you do with that, uh, if anything? Uh, how has that been going? Uh, what we talked about a couple weeks ago is we talked about the idea that we want to do good things, um, but we don't want to do good things just because we have to do them, because there's a way in which you can do good things you're doing it out of obligation, out of guilt, uh, maybe even out of shame, and that's really not a helpful way to do good things, but we want to do good things like going to church, reading the Bible, praying, serving, uh, trying not to sin, uh, building deep relationships. We want to do those things not because we have to, we want to do them because we want to, and especially we want to do them because of love. Uh, so we talked about that two weeks ago, and so share, how's that been going? Uh, maybe talk about maybe some of the good things that you've been doing over the last few days, and uh, why did you do those good things? Did you do those because you felt like you had to, or did you do them because you wanted to? Did you do them out of love? Uh, so take a few minutes, uh, pause me, and share with the folks that you're with uh, what you're grateful for, uh, challenges, and then uh, how's it going with what we learned last time we were together. So discuss. All right, what we want to do next is uh, today we are going to be looking at a section of scripture, uh, Matthew 5, 21 through 26. Uh, and so this is a part uh, of a sermon that Jesus taught 2,000 years ago, and we're going to be looking at this the, the whole sermon uh, for the whole fall and into the winter. And this sermon is so great because if you're interested in living the way of Jesus, then this is maybe the clearest teaching that Jesus has of here's what it looks like if you want to follow me. Uh, and so what you're going to do in your group is you're going to have someone read that part of uh, scripture. And so have someone read off their phone or a paper Bible, Matthew 5, 21 through 26. Uh, and then have someone else in your group paraphrase it. And so put it in their own words and just kind of, hey, here's what you know I heard, here's what I remember from it. And the rest of you can kind of help piece that together too. And then we want you to answer a few different questions, uh, discuss a few different questions. Uh, first, discuss what jumped out at you uh, from the passage, what kind of stood out, you know, what, what really jumped out. Uh, secondly, what does what you just read, what you just heard, 
what does that tell us about God? Uh, and then what does it tell us about people? So spend some time discussing uh, all those questions. And then we want you to discuss these questions. Uh, what would it look like if you were to apply that to your life this week? What would it look like if you were to, you know, kind of put, you know, boots on the ground, if you were to you know, really make you know, action with what you just learned, what would that look like this week? And maybe even uh, you can write what we call an I will statement. So based off of what I just heard, going forward this week, I will do what? And you can discuss that. And then lastly, uh, talk about what, you know, is there anything that you guys just talked about that you think would be really helpful to share with someone else? Is there someone that you work with, a neighbor, family, friend? Is there someone else that you can pass on what you just learned? And so that's what you're gonna do in your group. Uh, but before you do that, I just wanna give you a, a couple different insights about what you're going to uh, read today. Uh, so the first thing I wanna let you know is you're gonna see in this passage, and actually you're gonna see in the next couple that we're gonna look at on these group weeks, that Jesus starts off by saying this statement of, you have heard it said, but I say. And I just don't want you guys to miss just like the ridiculousness of that statement, that 2,000 years ago when Jesus said that, there would have been like a <gasps> in the crowd, because uh, when Jesus says, you have heard it said, who said it was a guy named Moses about 1,500 years ago. And where Moses kind of said it from is he heard it from God and he wrote it down on a tablet that we call the Ten Commandments. And so Jesus is saying, you have heard it said from, you know, that guy Moses, you heard it said on the Ten Commandments, but I say to you, which is Jesus' way of saying, okay, it's so like what Moses said is important, what the Ten Commandments said is important, but what I'm going to say to you is even more important. Uh, which just goes back to what we talked about uh, last week, if you were part of our live service, that Jesus is regularly claiming that he is supreme over all, that he is king over all, and that he is righter than anything else. And so Moses was good, Moses was right, but I'm even, I'm even better. I'm even more right than that. And that's a big thing for what we're going to look at in all these weeks, because one of the questions that we should always ask is, okay, like, all right, to what extent should I follow Jesus? And why should I follow Jesus? You know, should I really you know, do everything that Jesus said? You know, and who is this Jesus, you know, to tell me how I should live my life? And that's something for you to figure out in your own life of how much trust and faith you're gonna put in Jesus. But what Jesus claims about himself is that he is the most right person that ever lived, and the way that he said to live is the best way to live and he backs it up because he claims that he was the son of God and this is just another one of those moments where he makes that statement and the folks in the audience would have been like that's a big big deal and I think it should be a big deal to us too. Uh, second thing is that in this passage and again in last uh, one we talked about in community group and what we're going to talk about for the next few there's a big thing about the idea of like motivation uh, is that what, what Jesus seems to be after is not just behavior modification. He's not just trying to get us to like change the way we act. You know, the goal isn't to get to the end of the day and be like, okay, you know, did I, did I kill anybody today? No. Did I commit adultery today? No. Did I build an idol today? No. You know, and, if, and as long as I didn't do all those things, it's like, okay, good. I'm a good person and I guess God likes me. What Jesus is after is something way bigger. He doesn't want to just change like our outward behavior, 
He wants to actually change what's going on on the inside of us. Uh, and so when you guys get to the part where you're talking about your I will statement today, if I can give you a little bit of a push, uh, the I will statement, we're talking about anger today, shouldn't just be, okay, this next week I'm gonna try not to be angry. You know, this next week I'm gonna try not to lose my cool. You know, this next week I'm gonna try not to kick the dog. It should be, I'm going to try to address some things internally so that just who I am on the inside is becoming different so that when I get in those situations, I just I just don't wanna kick the dog. I just don't wanna lose the cool. Uh, I just, I, I'm, I'm just, finding it, I'm just not being as angry as I used to be because something on the inside of me is actually changing. It's not that I'm just like trying not to be uh, angry. Uh, another thing you should know uh, about this text is uh, Jesus is going to talk about three different ways that we can kind of lose our cool or uh, be bitter with other people. Uh, and so the first one, he's going to talk about being angry with people. And a lot of us know what it looks like to be angry with people. And we all have our own stories and you can share those uh, in your group. Uh, but he's going to use a couple other ones that we might not be as familiar with. He's going to talk about the idea of this word raka. Uh, and by raka, he's meaning like calling someone like an empty head. It's the idea of calling someone unintellectual. Uh, that like right, anyone who would say something like that, I mean, they must be so dumb. You know, anyone who would do something like that, they must just be an idiot. You know, anybody who would vote for somebody like that, they just must not be using their brain at all. Uh, and maybe you've heard someone use those kind of accusations before. Uh, then the other one he's going to use is the idea of a fool. And by fool in this context, he's really meaning someone who's acting immorally. Uh, and so, you know, everyone knows that people in those neighborhoods, you know, I mean, everyone's up there is greedy. You know, all those people are snobby. You know, all those people are like that. Uh, or maybe all the people that struggle with that kind of a sin, like that kind of a sin is really bad. You know what I mean? I mean, I mean all of us sin, you know, but my sins aren't that bad. But like those people's sins, they're, those are the really immoral people. And in all of these that Jesus is going to talk about, they all have an air of superiority, uh, of like self-righteousness. They're like, I'm angry because I'm right and you're wrong. Uh, I I'm angry at you because, you know, like I'm smart and I've really thought about this, but your, your standpoint is dumb. Uh, I I'm really angry at you because like I'm on the moral high ground here, but you know, you're really immoral. And Jesus is going to have some stuff to say about that and you guys can discuss. Uh, two other uh, questions uh, that I think will help you guys as you're going into your discussion. First question is this. Is it possible to have a great loving relationship with Jesus and at the same time have some sort of like real bitterness and anger against someone else? Uh, is it possible to say, you know, like, oh, you know, I go to church and I love Jesus and me and Jesus are really, really good, but like, my dad and I, like, I am so ticked at, you know, and my, my neighbor, you know, the, my coworker, you know, I just, if, if I'm like, is it possible to like sing songs in church where you're just like, I love you, Jesus. And then on the other side, you're like on the way home having these like imaginary conversations about this person that you just would love to tell off. Is that even possible? Uh, and then second question, have you ever seen a conflict or maybe you've been a part of a conflict and it just blew up? You know what I mean? The, blew up the company, blew up the marriage, blew up the friendship, blew up the family. I mean, it just, you know, got way out of hand. Like, you go back to like the very beginning, you know, before, you know, and oftentimes it was like a small altercation. It was like a little thing that kind of sparked 
that then blew up into this big thing. And have you ever had a moment where you thought, man, if we could just go back to that part, like if they just could have like, if we could have got everybody in a room and we could have talked about it then. If I would have gone back and said sorry when I had the chance before it blew up, you know, could we have actually avoided this whole thing? Uh, so hopefully that's a little bit of a help to get you guys kickstarted in your conversation. Uh, enjoy. Uh, I, I, I want to become a less angry person. And again, it's not that I don't want to just like try to be less angry. I want to actually just become a person of, of hope and love and joy and just, just actually transformed on the inside. And uh, I pray the same thing for you. So uh, have a good time in your groups, discuss, and uh, let's grow together. See you soon. Bye.